Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose, a heart-centered podcast dedicated to community through the foundation of love, trust, and advocacy for conscious living. Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And thank you for making this podcast part of your day. Wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, whatever time of the day or night that it is, my hope is that you are healthy and you are happy and that your life is full of love. Today is Saturday, May 2nd, and we are in day, I don't know what, of quarantine, 3,000. I mean, it feels like it's been about five years since we've been in quarantine. We, um, I'm recording today, but this won't be live for maybe a week or so, but I, I do like to talk a little bit about what's going on in the world, and we are still in the middle of our quarantine. Okay, so let's just jump right into it. I have a guest joining me today via Zoom. Her name is Andrea Gomez. Andrea currently lives in the Netherlands. She is originally from Colombia. Andrea and I met back in 2013, seven years ago. We met in New York City. We were both attending the Hay House I Can Do It conference at the Javits Center. And Andrea was sitting next to me. We ended up talking and started to get to know each other and enjoyed the rest of the conference. We have remained in contact on social media. So grateful to be able to witness her unfolding and how she is creating and developing a business for herself. And it's been beautiful to witness her growth and her evolution. So she's joining me here today. Welcome, Andrea. Lovely to have you. Oh, so, so good to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me over. You know, you sent me a little something and I forgot to read it. So I'm going to read what Andrea sent me. So you believe in a world where feeling deep is seen as a superpower. Yeah, I agree. Growing up in an environment where her big emotions were often misunderstood and labeled as weakness, she embarked on a journey of self-discovery to turn shame into courage, smallness into colorfulness, and pain into wisdom. I loved what you wrote there. Andrea has gathered a wonderful collection of tools and practices that include art, essential oils, journaling, meditation. She also loves to read oracle cards. She loves to work with crystals. And she teaches teaches and shares them widely, slow down, Shauna, to inspire others to embrace the magic of their big feeling hearts. That is beautiful. Yes. All right, Andrea, let's get into this conversation. Let's get into this uh, uh, question and answer. Let's do it. Okay. So would you be willing to tell us a little bit more about yourself and tell us about Nourishing Nest? Definitely. Um, Well, you said it. I'm from Colombia. I live in the Netherlands. I moved here because my husband is Dutch. And... You know, that whole process of moving here, I moved here five years ago. And although I had already been on my spiritual path for quite a while, I think that that was really a big moment for me, a big moment of releasing my old life. I mean, it took me a while to understand what was going on, but it, it, I really went through that process of dissolving and reemerging new. Um, and in that whole process of, of that, I mean, I changed my country, my culture, my language, my food, my friends, my family. It was like a whole, um, yeah, just letting go of everything that I knew was um, safe and that felt comfortable and that felt familiar. So um, throughout that process, what really helped me anchored here, which I got to laugh a little bit at me at myself sometimes for that. I decided to get a corporate job and just go as a multimedia designer and just do what I know I can do, which is graphic design. I think I'm, you know, I have the skills for it, but it's not where my heart really 
beats. So it was good for what it was. I really needed like something to, you know, anchor me here. And it gave me, um, you know, wonderful people that are really now like my close, close friends. And it gave me that feeling of being surrounded by people, which was something that I struggled with because I was very much on my own the rest um, of the day, you know, before I started working. But um, yeah, you know, that, that anchor was momentarily. And then it, I just started getting this, you know, soul calling. And I, I think a lot of people romanticize the, the soul calling you because it feels like, oh, this thing that it's going to be so great. But in, in reality, it like confronts you with things that you ha- you're holding on for your life. And I was holding on to that idea that I was, I was good where I was but I still had this thing going on and I, and I wanted to do something more that felt more like me that where I could express myself more. I was in a very masculine environment, so it was very linear, very, you know, boxed in. And, um, that's where the seed for nourishing nest was planted. And then the universe just really arranged everything to be the most (laughs) perfect way for me to get out of that job. I I was going to get my contract renewed, but I decided not to. And then counting the days that I had um, left and the holiday days and all that stuff that I needed to get calculated, it was on the, <laughs> on the um, fall equinox of 2018. And that day I was leaving to Hawaii. It was just perfect yeah. orchestration. And I really feel that that holiday in Hawaii really helped me. Um, sit with that idea and let it be there and that's where the name came from and um yeah and basically it's just this it started as a space it, it started with a vision and it still holds that vision of course of i just wanted a place where we could gather and create and feel whatever we're feeling and then figure out what we can do with that so whether we take that message into our families or into our communities or if we you know if we find that core desire to express ourselves or share ourselves bigger and broader then that's wonderful and you're contained and you're um in good company of other women and other people doing the same so that's been my vision for it and then when doTERRA came along I was really thinking that it was just going to be like a part of it. But when I saw what it was about and I, and I understood um, the, the potency of the plant magic that that is and, and the component of community and how we can build this thing together, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do this. And that's kind of like how it has um, navigated from really being a little baby seed into what it is now. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's a lot of change that you went through. Oh. <laughs> Huge amount of change. Yes. When, um, so when I'm thinking about Nourishing Nest, how would you describe it to the audience? What is it that you offer in Nourishing Nest? Is it something um, physical that, well, maybe not right now because of the quarantine, but do you bring people together in a space? Is this something you do over the internet? How, how does Nourishing Nest work? So I do it virtually, partly because of the the same way my life has gone through, you know, like you are in the US and I'd love to to connect with you. And I have friends everywhere. Just, I don't like, sometimes my, my husband is like, how on earth do you actually get like friends everywhere? Like you're (laughs) just there sitting in your attic, like in your sweet little corner of the world. And then you're talking to people. Hold on a second. I've been following you for seven years. And before you got married, you did a lot of traveling. You I did. I did. And that's how you make these friends all around yeah. the globe. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what I guess like what he surprised is like how I'm able, like, you know, because, you know, some people will, you will just meet them. Um, but I've managed to keep like really good friends, like people that I love to check in with regularly. Um, that's what he's surprised about. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, it's, so it's it mostly online. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the work that I do is 
really on um, helping connect people with what they feel. And that takes many shapes. Sometimes it's art, sometimes it's essential oils, sometimes it's a combination of both, which is something that I'm exploring right now. Um, I think like right now I'm at a phase where I've decided or discovered that I can weave all these things together. For a while I thought, you know, that it was like the crystals on one side, the essential oils on one side, the art on one side. And I'm just discovering right now in this beautiful quarantine time (laughs) that it can all be weaved together. And I'm getting these really cool ideas of things that I, you know, of how, how we can connect with the oils and then bring that message or that gift or that energy into art, for example. So those are things that I'm exploring right now. And Okay. So is it such that you're offering sessions, virtual sessions that people come in and in one session you do art or you work with oils or is that how it is? I I like doing workshops way more than one-on-one sessions. I would definitely do one-on-one sessions if someone asks. I was actually thinking a session as in with a group of people. Yeah. Yeah. Not just one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. So why doTERRA? Mm. What about doTERRA? Mm made you say yes so in that moment when i was um at that corporate job and i really really felt in my body that i was not that that, that was not sustainable i i tried all the the tricks that i had i was waking up super early to do yoga and i would like do art at night and all like i would try to feel myself but during the day i was just like consuming all that energy mm-hmm. so um you know one good day i was uh, just doing some random paperwork for the dutch government to be able to get my citizenship and i just found a girl on instagram and i really love her digital art i was like wow that's amazing and i think that i was just after i had that vision for what i wanted to create which back then it didn't even have a name and i asked her for a digital representation of like in her art I wanted something that represented that vision and she did it and then you know just because I was following her and we were working together and I saw that she was into doTERRA and she asked me and I was like yeah sure I I had I had always loved essential oils I didn't know what was good what you know I didn't know much about um you know the difference um the the potency the quality like I didn't know all these things but I always felt drawn to that as much as I feel drawn to crystals or you know like these kind of things um and when I got my first oils and I was able to use them through pretty much that last month that I was at work I was like wow like how how did I do this without this (laughs) it was such a brilliant way to you know pick up my energy help me go through like the everyday stress um really just offer a moment to just breathe deep you know and I you know I worked at an office as many people do of course and I I'm, I'm sensitive to a lot of things so you know the temperature in the room for example I worked with other people. Some people liked it cool, colder most of the time. And I was always cold, <laughs> you know, and this like air boxed um, environment where there was like no fresh air and just, you know, have a little drop of, of pure nature, you know, like peppermint, like, mm-hmm. wow. And that thing will like pick me up like at 3 PM where I would feel like I just couldn't keep going. Um, so that was like the first very tangible experience of it and then I just fell in love with the I, I I personally think that I landed in the team that I needed to land it was all very much in the same energy um my team is called Aroma Angels for that matter so you know I really I think that. the universe just and and they're all based in Australia which is amazing as well you know that's also like one of the things that my husband laughs about um so my team is based all in Australia. I'm, I'm the starter of the European part of the team. So um, that's just phenomenal and funny. <laughs> so I, I just love the, the, the energy. And, and you know, it, was, it, it is this based business based in your soul and in your gifts. And yes, there is a product that is beautiful, that carries a message 
but you can apply your voice you can apply your creativity you can yeah. apply your you know your vision to it and that was a definite yes for me i just keep hearing i feel freedom in everything yeah. you're saying yes like yes getting the sense of freedom from you absolutely be able to play the way you want to play and and that has been the 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 most fun um, you know, getting to try things and explore things and, and see how things, you know, some things go great. Just recently, I did a, a hair workshop because people just kept asking, like, what was I doing for my hair? And I was like, really? Are you really interested in this? <laughs> you know? Your hair is gorgeous. And I did it and people were like amazed and, you know, asked questions. It was really, really cool. And I was like, okay, let's do that then, <laughs> you know? So much better than corporate, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> totally. So, you know, it allows me to play like that. And, and I stay true to myself in the way that I, I knew about, I was not going to show up and like just hair, teach about hair products. It is really about your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your own beauty, your relationship with the universe, your dreams, you know, it has so much to it. So that's what I love doing. <laughs> I love that. Your relationship with self, your relationship with beauty. That's, that's, that's just so lovely. How has, well, you've already answered this a little bit, but if, if you could say any more about how essential oils has made a difference in your life. So I just told you like the really practical first part, but I, the thing that I love the most is um, how they affect you emotionally or how they can affect you emotionally in this case myself, but the people that I mentor and that I teach to. Um, one of the things that I learned is that, um, smell is the sense out of your five senses, the one that it's related directly to emotion, behavior, and memory. That's why when you smell something, you can be transported to back when, I don't know, a childhood memory or something really sweet or like a, a, a holiday you went to. Mm -hmm. um, it's because smell, where it goes in the brain, is the same place where we record memories. So smell has a very potent um, reaction in our bodies. And, and then they'll have their own chemistry, right? And their own specific quality and interaction with our own system. So they can be calming, they can be um, stimulating, they can be revitalizing, they can be soothing. And as a very sensitive person, to have some tools where I can, you know, if I'm feeling like I'm really off today, that I can reach out for something that might um, either help me figure out why. And that's, I've had amazing experiences with that. There's a spe special oil called Copaiba that is extracted from the Amazon and it has this kind of like shamanic energy to it. Mm -hmm. I work with that one to, it's the oil of unveiling. So it really helps, you know, take off whatever is, um, clouding your vision or your understanding of whatever you're going through i got chills <laughs> just talking about it it's, so, unveiling. Uh -huh. it's so powerful so it's it's just that you know as i as you've read in my bio i i, I grew up not knowing what what to do with my emotions you know and that made me very anxious that made me very stressed out um very reactive and, and now I, you know, I get to self-administer this like really beautiful plant medicine and be my own, you know, really awaken that inner healer really and just see what's up, what, what it is today. Sometimes it's about going deeper. Sometimes it's like, okay, you know, we've gone deep enough. Let's light, light this thing up. Let's make some sp space for light, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I find myself just reaching for them intuitively and weaved with the things that I've learned, you know, from other people, from books, from things that I really enjoy um, reading and watching. So yeah, that's, that's what I love the most about them. The fact that you can become your own, I don't know, like your own herbal herbalist. <laughs> I don't know how you say yeah. it, but you know, <laughs> like just to administer that, that plant medicine to yourself. And, okay. and find ways to soothe yourself and find ways to go through, you know, I have never gone through my stuff fa like faster. And I don't mean like that, like, isn't as in like, Oh, I need to go through this fast, but right. more like, like, 
I guess like fast is not the right word, but I mean like what the stuff that used to take me like weeks to figure it out and to, you know, kind of like work through. work through. Now it's really a matter of like a couple days. Nice. And then I get these bright insights and I'm like in awe, you know, of like life and the universe. And I in this, like, okay, even when it's dark, even when it's hard and even when it's, when it's heavy, like once um, I've processed that, it's like, oh, life is freaking awesome. I so, love that. Yeah. yeah. I love that attitude. <laughs> I've been using some doTERRA frankincense. Mm. I use that on my skin from time to time. I put a little on this morning. I love it. Yeah. yeah. He's, I, I want to just talk for a moment about something you said about being a very sensitive person. Yeah. And I want to share with you that uh, probably about a year ago, it doesn't matter when it was, but it's been fairly recently. I've discovered that I'm a sensitive person and not sensitive in a way like I get my panties in a bunch or I get, I take things personally and I let people get under my skin. Sure, I have moments of that. I think everybody does. I'm talking sensitive as in senses. Yeah. So I've always been really sensitive to smells. Always. My hearing, loud noises. I mean, I could just go on and on. I notice that sometimes I don't want to do anything in the kitchen because I don't want to touch certain things. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've discovered, that I, I think I've been sensitive my whole life, but I'm finally starting to acknowledge it. Right. So I think that there's like that physical part of being sensitive, which is the the physical senses. And that plays so much into what you're saying, you know, Mm -hmm. being maybe overwhelmed by really crowded spaces or very loud noises or, you know, that sensitivity to smell. Um, And you're, I mean, knowing you, equally sensitive to energies right and to whatever is going on and I think that for I don't know what's your experience with that but I certainly grew up like oh like she's so sensitive Mm. and it was like this kind of like uh you know like what a bummer almost (laughs) you know yeah like stop crying like be a be a big girl you know and it was like oh you know now by now I know that I wasn't crying necessarily because I wanted to cry but because there was like so much stuff going on around me and probably I was you know I wouldn't say the only one but I was the one allowing that through right so yeah then maybe we can maybe we can meet up again and do another recording on being a sensitive person and living a sensitive life I would love that yeah so that's that's in the future All right. So let's get back to some questions that I had for you today. I love to talk about practices. I, you know, have daily practices, weekly practices, monthly practices. What are some of your practices um, that you, I guess I want to say really enjoy doing? What are some of your practices that help you become a uh, more whole person? I love that question. Um, one that I started back in that corporate job. It, I, that's why I say like, I do have a soft spot for that. It, it was not the space for me to no. grow, but it had great things. And one of the great things that it left me was I started writing morning pages, which is just first thing in the morning, as you wake up, you write three pages handwritten um, on a journal. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, it's Julia Cameron, the one that is behind this kind of code technique. But um, yeah, it's it's just a practice to just let every you know whatever it is there for for you to just have a space. And it, I think I mean, of course, creativity is very intertwined with whatever you're going through because life is creative. So um, there is a part of that, like there is a part of of the morning pages that helps you. Um, get unstuck from ideas and a lot of the processing of me getting out of that job really happened through morning journaling um but it's a great place to you know just i've uh, you know (laughs) you know how some people can't go to bed because they're still busy in their minds trying to figure out what happened through the day i have it the other way around i can sleep like knocked out 
but the morning is where I'm like, oh, whatever I didn't work, you know, whatever I didn't like pay attention to the day after, that's when I'm like in it. So writing helps me a lot. Um, love that practice. Yoga. I've been practicing yoga for about, I think pretty much the same time we've known each other, maybe seven years or so. Um, I practice it, you know, I would love to do it more often. I have, I have seasons. That's, that's, I think the right way to say it. Um, seasons where I am like full in every morning, super energizing seasons where I'm like, mm, I wish I would do it more and seasons where I'm just like, okay, right. I'll just, do it. <laughs> I'll just don't. <laughs> um, and then now I have a dog and walking the dog has become a morning practice too. So that's wonderful. And also moving to the Netherlands where I grew up my whole life with no seasons. So the concept of seasons, it's quite a shock <laughs> for the system. And I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm now getting used to it. Um, but with the dog, like, you know, just, I guess, witnessing the beauty of winter, that it's also beautiful mm-hmm. as spring and as summer. It has a different flavor of beauty. Yeah. Of course, I'm a spring summer person, <laughs> you know, like I would Me definitely too. change, um, you know, <laughs> the thing for spring and summer. But yeah, you know, just, just going out and breathing fresh air and, and that kind of thing. I really, really enjoy. And, you know, and again, the oils, they're, they're just really very present. Mm-hmm. Mm, one of the things that I very consistently do is that I always turn my diffuser on at night and I make different blends sometimes it's like a sleeping thing sometimes i'm working through an emotional thing sometimes um i just want like a very nice smell that reminds me of something specific and i just put it on and it's really good so yeah beautiful and making art yeah i also have seasons of that i have seasons where i'm very very into making art and some seasons where i don't but I have a piece upstairs at my desk. So down here in in this space that we created for our kids that they never used, I've taken (laughs) over, right? This is where I do the podcast, but my desk is upstairs and you've seen it. I have a beautiful tapestry, like the one behind me, but it's a picture that Andrea painted. And I went to this website where her art is and I ordered the tapestry and it's been up at my desk. I love it because it's so vibrant and full of color. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and let's, since you mentioned the art, let's talk about your love for creativity and art. And if you have any art around or within reach, if you would like to share that with us. So I mean, about yeah, it's art. like a whole backdrop, right? <laughs> like yeah. a little bit here, a little bit there. These are all sometimes they're finished and not finished. It's like a, a mix of things. Um, I'm doing this practice. I can just flip you through. It's, it's more like a journal thing um, where I've been drawing mandalas every day, but it's not your traditional mandala. It has, it's just a circle and it has the universe for that day. It's the container of whatever that day has for. Wow. And I've been just, this is a really, really sweet practice. That so I've been I'm noticing that you have some creativity on one side and some writing on the other. So what comes first when you're doing that every day? Definitely the, the drawing. And, and what do you, what do you base the writing on, on the, on the page next to it? It's been interesting because I, 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 I do the, the circle first and I draw my mandala first and then when I flip the page for next day, then usually something comes up. And as I've been drawing more and more, I think I started somewhere mid-March. Um, I've been reading the ones that I've written um, before. And like the messages, sometimes I'm like, where did that came from? Where did that come I from? didn't write that. <laughs> so I did, but it was definitely something else. Wow, that's a great idea. How yeah. often do you draw a Every day you've been drawing a mandala? Yeah, so this, this is a really sweet thing that we've been doing. It's been um, facilitated, let's call it that way, by L. Luna. I don't know if you've ever heard about her. Um, L. Luna. E-L-L-E Luna. Okay. Um, she wrote a beautiful book called The Crossroads of Shoot and Must. 
and she has been facilitating. I, 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 I thought about her when the quarantine started. I don't ask me why exactly. Like sure, her name just popped back in my mind. And yeah, she has been doing this. So it's an Instagram live every morning for you, like eight, eight in the morning, California time. So afternoon for me. And we just sit and draw for half an hour. So it's, it's been sweet. Sweet, right. sweet practice. You have to look that and up. And it has got me, because the thing for me, like I have seasons of making art and I make these big things, you know. Um, but I love the small, the small daily practice, more easy, you know, half an hour, half an hour. I always have half an hour. But if I'm going to, if I'm going to get all my paints and all this stuff to work on my bigger art, that's like a whole different mindset, I, I feel. Right. Um, so I've been really enjoying, especially this time that, I don't know. It has its own flavor. Some, I don't know. I guess like I would, I was like, okay, all the time in the world to paint and, you know, do the big things. I feel like I'm way more into the smaller things right now, hmm. uh, especially when it comes to art. But yet your expectations during this quarantine were to focus on the big things. Yeah. And then it's like, no, it's about the small things. I remember when you were sitting next to me at the I Can Do It conference, mm-hmm. I would glance over and you were always drawing in your journal. You were oh, always drawing yeah. a little something. Art has never been my thing. Paintbrushes uh-huh. give me agita. They give, I break out in hives when someone hands me a paintbrush. <laughs> and I know that art isn't my thing and that's okay, right? I, can, I still right. draw from time to time. But uh-huh. I remember thinking, wow, I wish I could draw like that. Like, I uh-huh. But I've also run across other people in my life like that. And I find myself thinking the same thing. So that is now up to me to take this and do something with it. And I really like that idea of that little journal and drawing just a little mandala every day. It's so sweet. It's such a sweet practice. And you know how she defines it that I think it's beautiful. It's like um, you're, like the mandala, the circle that you draw is the container of your universe for that day. I love that container that of my universe for that day or that even moment or, you know, cause like <laughs> for that moment for that half hour for whatever. And then you just let, you know, whatever. And the beautiful thing is of course, you know, like there are people that have been doing art for, you know, their whole lives. I have been, you know, I think I was born with like a pen in my hand. <laughs> brush in your hand. <laughs> um, but there are people that have never done it. And, and, and I think the result, the, I mean, I, I think, no, I'm sure the result is equally beautiful because it is the representation of what's inside you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's also um, a really sweet sp- space to create from. You're not creating from an image that you have in your mind that then you need to translate it from your, you know, from your mind into your hands, which can be hard, mm-hmm. which is funny enough how I started this you know like I always drew I always painted I started graphic design because I loved creativity in a way but I fell out of love with it for a while when I studied it was very demanding I started I started design and I just had to create on demand and I realized that that's first is not natural to the creative process (laughs) and secondly it just left me like absolutely you know, I just didn't want anything to do with it. It was stressing you out. Totally. Like that. Well, and funny, you know, that's like what kicked me into my spiritual path. So, okay. Thankful for that too. You know, yeah. um, but, but you know, that's what I was saying at the beginning that this time feels really like I'm weaving back those things that seem to be spread out. And, and I just realized that they're not spread out. They're all inside me and I can weave them all together and they can be a beautiful creation of their own. So, yeah. You have inspired me. I'm serious. Before we started recording, Andrea and I were talking and I was mentioning to her some of my feelings and my journey about with this podcast. What you just said a moment ago, it's not natural to the creative process having to create on demand. That's how I feel about this podcast. I can't just say, all right, I think I'm going to talk about this today and sit down and force myself to talk about this so I can put another podcast out. That's not how it is for me. I need some sort of creative process and I need to feel it. It right. can't just be on demand. I've had a request recently 
from someone to do a podcast on a certain topic. And I try to explain to her that I need to feel it. I, I, I can't just do it on a moment's notice and then have it come off the way I want it to come off. And Definitely. what you said there, not natural to the creative process is so important totally. because that makes me pause mm -hmm. and it brings me to this place that yes, my creative process is in my own timeline. And if that means that I don't get a podcast episode out for a month, well, so be it. That's wonderful. Andrea, when do you get lost in what you're doing? When is time not a factor? What are you doing? Or how are you being? Um, definitely in this space. This is, I'm, I'm in the attic of my house and uh, I just love it. This little prism here in the mornings, the sun just comes and I have these like dancing rainbows all over. Mm, favorite moment. And, um, but what are you doing? I'm working on an idea. Okay. Um, and then there is like this sweet spot. <laughs> there is this sweet spot where I, I've got the idea. I've wrestled, wrestled with the self-doubt that comes right after. Mm -hmm. Very honest. I have, I have downloads of ideas. I have notebooks and upon notebooks full of things that I want to make. And then, you know, I, it drops and then maybe 10 seconds later or half an hour later, I start like, Oh, but is this, this even make sense? And my whole rational mind starts. If I manage to get past that and then sit down here and work on it, whether that's painting or writing or designing a new offering or a course, whatever it is flows like, and that's what I love the most. And, and, you know, and I just tell my husband, please just take the dog out and figure out dinner. I'll cover tomorrow. You know, <laughs> like we'll arrange it. Like don't pinch my bubble. <laughs> so that's, I think the thing that I love, I, I really, really, whatever it's, I think that what you just said, whatever I'm feeling, like really feeling and just having that time to let it out and yeah, again, whether that's like drawing, painting, um, writing, whatever that is. I love that feeling. It's so good. <laughs> that is lovely. Who are some of your teachers? Who are some of your teachers who have guided you on your journey? Wow. There are many. Let me think about. Um, really stands out. I think one, I mean, one of the most significant books that I've read hands down has been big magic by liz gilbert big magic by liz gilbert yeah okay. that one was really at the time where i was reclaiming the fact that i was creative because what i told you like i forgot i forgot that part mm -hmm. and and that was really really important for me to first dare to create and move beyond the fear that shows up that, and that the fear is natural. I think that's also beautiful. You know, it is natural that there's fear when we're going to create because we are exploring new things. Right. And so that's, that was a beautiful, beautiful part. Um, I've, I've got the best teachers really now. I've, I feel like now in my life, I've got a really nice uh, range of people that I really look up to. And they are somehow connected to doTERRA. There's um, Elena Brower is one. She teaches yoga. She's a brilliant yoga teacher. And she has a wonderful podcast as well. And just the way that she speaks and the way that she articulates things. I, I really love it. Brene Brown, you know, quite frankly. Um, Who doesn't love Brene Brown? I mean, <laughs> and you know what's what one of the things like I... I've, I've realized that the best teachers for me have been, I mean, and I don't know if this is for everyone, but for me at least is like the ones that are able to help me figure out the language to explain things that I felt for too long, but I hadn't found the words. Those, you know, and definitely Brene is one, one of those. I'll, and now that she has a podcast, it's also like, <laughs> I just have Brene. better. 
every week on my so good <laughs> that'd be so much better all of a sudden <laughs> yeah I have to say that one of um, my well not one but some of my most influential most important teachers in my life have been the ones that push all my buttons flip all my triggers and make me not make me but um, guide me towards a shit ton of introspection and yep. reflection to understand yep. what's going on within myself. Mm -hmm. And they're, those are the people that we often hear other people say, I can't stand that person. They do this to me and they make me feel like this. And I right. want them to go away. Now embrace those people. Right. They're the right. ones that are here to teach you something about yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think like I responded to your question very much like on the out, you know, like in the outer world. Oh, yeah. oh no, I get but it. In my real life, you know, for example, like my manager from that job, the thing that she clearly showed to me was the kind of woman that I didn't want to be. Amen. Those are the best teachers. Wow. You know, like, and I mean, I, I aspire to have a family. I want to have kids. And, and she was pregnant another time that I was um, hired. And just how that went, I was like, oh my, I, you know, I was like, no, no. Like, if this is the way that I'm going to become a mom, like, if this is the environment and like the, um, I don't know, the requirements, like, I'm out of here. I'm going to get like, <laughs> my, my rebel t-shirt and just like <laughs> burn this place. Yeah, it was very, very clear that that was just definitely not the place where I wanted to explore and grow personally and, you know. Yep. Anyway. Relate completely to that. When I asked you the question, I was listening to you, but I noticed that in the back of my mind, I started to think about my teachers. Right. And which ones have been so influential. And that's what led me to, well, wait a minute, Shauna, let's be honest here. Who are your really, really good teachers? And they're right. the ones that, just like you said, have, have shown me. I have said multiple times, I, um, I'm learning that I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. that I, I will not do something that way, that I will not be that way. And, right. and again, yeah, those are some of our best teachers as well. Definitely. Definitely. Um. What are you currently reading? I know you've already mentioned a couple of books, but are you currently reading something now? I am. Um, so I recently found this. Just I'm going to quickly share that story because it's funny. I had a really, really shitty day, like a couple just before the quarantine started. I was feeling gray and gloomy and anxious and stressed out. And I was like, oh, my God, I just need something. I just need to shake it up. and my husband in his infinite wisdom was like, I don't think that it's a day for you to stay at home. Why don't you just go out, go out, go for coffee, you know, go to the city, give yourself a, a different air. And then as I was going out, I thought about, Oh, I want to read a book. And then I spent maybe like 15 minutes frantically, just like looking at my phone, checking on Amazon for books that I would like to read. And then after 15 minutes, I realized that I was searching on Amazon for books that I wanted to read, but I, I was not going to get them then, then and there. I was not going to take the book. <laughs> so I was like in these like blur and I was like, okay, done. Got the bus, um, got into the city and um, got out in the train station and just went into this little bookstore where I, where I knew that probably all the selection was going to be in Dutch. I didn't expect anything to be in English. And I found a little, little three shelves in English. And I was like, okay, let's see what's there. And um, I opened the book. I, I checked like the bestsellers, the ones that were like with the, the covers, like the front covers um, mm -hmm. facing me. And then the other ones that were just like with um, um, the binders. Yeah, with the binders, like, on, like, you know, that they were, like, stacked, that, like that. And then I saw this one, and it said The Seven Sisters. I was like, what's that about? That's interesting. Pulled it out. Um, open it to just, like, read the introduction. And it had this, um, like, astrology wheel in it. And I was like, what is this thing? 
And basically, there are seven novels written by this lady. Um, and they're based on the seven sisters of the Pleiades. Mm. And which, for those of you who know or don't know, like it's a constellation. And there's uh, like a big myth around how they were the original star seeds and the original mothers that, um, uh, how do you say, it? like um, populated the earth. There's like a whole beautiful Greek mythology around it. And I'm just like, okay, that's awesome. And then there's seven different books because there's seven different sisters and it's a story of each one of them. And like the, they, they take you everywhere. It's It's been a joy to read them because I've, I feel like I've traveled. The first book is is half of it is part in Brazil, and I had I've never thought of Brazil, to be honest, um, as a place where I would go, want to go, or I don't know why. You know, it's just those places that don't um, sparkle or anything. Um, but I was reading that, and I was like, "Wow, that's actually cool." And I was like, I I, I could I could almost see myself like walking through like. Rio like the the author makes such a great job at describing what's going on it's you know it's a fiction novel um very much soul charged so it's it's for people that like these kind of things you know <laughs> people I mean, the book again the seven what? sisters it's like the big um the first the first book is called the seven sisters okay so it's a series of books right and yes. who is the author lucinda riley Lucinda Riley. R-I-L-E-Y. Okay, great. All right, so the Seven Sisters. But is there a name for the series? So the, the series is called The Seven Sisters. Okay. The okay. first book is also called The Seven Sisters. Okay. And then there's like the Storm Sister, the Shadow Sister, the Pearl Sister, the Moon Sister, the Sun Sister. Really? Uh, like I got goosebumps. So I've been just, that's like my... I also realized through this quarantine time that I just wanted to read like a novel, you know, awesome with like the whole, I, I, I also love reading about, you know, personal development and um, mm -hmm. spirituality and all these juicy things. But sometimes I, what I feel, I mean, what I feel with those books is like, <laughs> like work time, you know, <laughs> like yeah. it, like introspection time. And there's like so many insights and things and, and that, and it's, it's good for, you know, for that, um, for the moment that it's good for, I guess. But I just found myself like just wanting to to read, you know, like a really good novel and and travel. No. Yeah, and love the characters and you know like feel that heartache after the book ends and like all that kind of thing. I was really craving that, so that's what I've been reading. Um, yeah, and I I mean that one, and next to that. Uh, the Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. Okay. Wonderful. I'm also like on a Simon Sinek crush <laughs> moment. <laughs> what else? Is there anything else, any little pearls of wisdom that you would like to offer the audience? Yeah. Or so, let me put it this way. Mm -hmm. Would you like to share what some of your services are? with the audience or both absolutely i mean um as i said i'm a little bit like in this weaving phase so um i recently for example did a art workshop which was called feeling wheel and we we, we drew a little bit like the mandala exercise but um bigger i can show you actually why not yeah, so right. it was like to make this i i drew with them as we as we as we went and each each section had a different meaning or a different thing and and we got to draw and explore what 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 that section was about so that was really sweet um i've been plan planning to do more of that i got a brilliant idea recently that i i would love to share but it's really like in baby stages so i definitely would encourage everyone to just come along and see nurture, that nurture nurture yeah. that idea <laughs> really in that phase where it's like hold me here for a second before you like start talking about it to the world <laughs> that's great. so that's what I'm doing um but it's definitely gonna have essential oils and art weave together Beautiful. it's gonna be sweet sweet um and and self-discovery you know that's also something that I realized 
um, I'm, I'm good. I, I can design, you know, I can design a logo. I can design, I don't know, a brochure or a PDF or an ebook or whatever. <laughs> what I realized also as part of that big teacher that I had in that job <laughs> was that I need to, I, I, I want things to be significant and meaningful for other people. And I think that it has taken me a while to understand that that's the thing that I need for myself. Beautiful. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of struggled with like the art for the sake of art, which is beautiful, you know, and it has a place and, and, and there's probably people that would love to just do that. But for me, just, you know, that's why, for example, like my paintings, the end result is it's cool, but the process of making it, you know, like what each layer meant, what each layer had, you know, mind, body and soul kind of thing. So that's definitely something that I want to bring more forward. So, yeah, I would love, you know, anyone watching or listening to just come along and and see how this develops because it's going to be cool. (laughs) How can people find you? How can they find you and how can they contact you? They can find me on Instagram. So out of social media, I also decided to just play with one because it was enough <laughs> in this world of like a lot of distraction and a lot of energy being pulled everywhere. So I'm on Instagram um, at Nourishing Nest. Um, that's my social media hub. Let's put it that way. And my website, nourishingnest.co. Nourishingnest.co. Yeah. I'm curious, like, I don't know if I follow you under Nourishing Nest. Like, I know I'm, I'm friends with you yeah. under your name, yeah. right? So I'll have to look for that as well. Wonderful. Beautiful. Yeah. This has been beautiful. This has been great. I'm so, I'm so grateful that you were here to record with me today. It's I love it. Pleasure. I can see it starting if you get dark over there, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrea. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank, thank you. you for telling us about Nourishing Nest, your journey with doTERRA essential oils, your journey of creativity with your art. And, and I just, I love your energy. I feel so inspired right now to get down to business myself. I mean, I'm, I'm with you because I have this little baby that I'm nurturing mm-hmm. uh, that I'm not ready to talk about yet either. Right. And just talking with you today just gives me a little bit more there. You also, um, you gave us some great books that I I think I want to use, like I'll post those if I can remember to, to post those on the, um, on our social media when we go to make this, this podcast public. Wonderful. All right. Is, Is there anything else that you would like to say before we leave? No, thank you very much. I've loved it. Loved it. Thank you so much for being here, Andrea. All right. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you again very much for being here and for tuning in and listening. And I look forward to seeing all of you again very soon. Namaste, beautiful souls.